And we are back. Phil Williams, right side radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, let me just tell you, ZLA Solutions has been with this show since the day it went on the air. ZLA Solutions is, is a longtime sponsor, and they are having, by the way, one of the best years they've ever had in terms of putting people and jobs together. They're, they're just epic good at it. So, yeah, they do a lot of things for businesses, ZLA Solutions. They can help you with your sorting and containment, your quality control, your logistics, your warehousing, all those things. But their bread and butter still remains staffing, whether it be temporary or direct hire. They can help you with finding the people to fit the ranks of your workforce. Doesn't matter if it's onesies and twosies or if it's going to be an entire shift of people. Special niche skills or, or no skills needed at all. Blue collar, white collar, no collar, doesn't matter. They can do the recruiting, the background checks, the drug testing, all that. ZLA Solutions, they like to say, at ZLA, we don't make it, we make it better. That's their goal in life, man, help you make your business better. And they're good at doing just that. So check them out, their website, ZLAUSA.com. That's ZLAUSA.com for ZLA Solutions. And these are friends of mine. Tell them you heard about it here on the radio show, Right Side Radio. Thank you. All right. Um, let me uh, – let me. Boomer, my text line has gone bananas, man. Oh, man. it's it Can't keep up again. Well, I, I know. <laughs> so uh, let me look at a few of these before I jump into my next – will I even get to the dipper, the third dipper? I don't know that I will. Not well, sure. I just say – Not sure. School choice appears to have caught in the imagination – cotton? Did I say cotton? Uh, it's cotton. cotton. It's, it's cotton. It has caught cotton. the imagination of the listenership of Right Side Radio. So Paul from Coleman says, uh, in Florida, the last two weeks, this Christian school, very similar to the ones around here, ran into trouble by asking an LGBTQ step parent to leave. That's when the gay lobby started yelling the school was funded by state reimbursed tuition and that it had to allow it. The, the bottom line is this, um, Paul, I, I get it. Uh, that's going to wind up being a thing. Uh, no matter what, they're going to scream. No matter what we do, they're going to scream because we didn't have state funds in in the Christian school, or they're going to scream because we do have state funds. Um, the truth be told, they still have a fundamental right to freedom of religion, and if they're pre-approved, then it's just, they're going to have to they're going to have to have a state law that can stand up under constitutional scrutiny that would that would allow this LGBTQ activism to take place. And I don't think they will. But you know. More to come, but I don't think I don't think that the one parent you know shouting is the reason to stop all kids from having school choice. Uh, Boyd from Joppa says the bill still gives some funding to the school even when the parent chooses a better option for their child. The AEA should be happy that they can get their grubby fingers on the money while not having to deal with the child or the parent. That's a great point. I said that multiple times too about the current piece of legislation we have called the Accountability Act, the one that allows you to transfer your child out of a failing school. It allows for a scholarship. Well, a portion of the funds stay back anyway. And I'm trying to remember the, the, the factor, but it may be 20%. I'm just going from memory. Yeah, I think it's 2013 we passed that bill. So I think it's 20% of the funds stay with the failing school and the rest transfers with the child in the form of a scholarship potential or a reimbursable tax credit. So, yes, it's a great point. Uh, uh, Boyd from Joppa, it's a great point. That, that, that we, we, we literally have the option for a school that's not even taking care of that child anymore to still keep part of the money, even though the parents got the better say by taking what money they could with them to the other place. Great point. Great point. I got an amazing audience. Uh, Shima from Madison 
uh, just texted in, and she had a big old long text that, like, I guess she might have to have a book reading session to read this one. Um, she's, uh, okay, I, I can't tell what all she's saying. Apparently she doesn't like, okay, she's, okay, she, I, I know who Shima is, so I know she's on our side. But um, Shima, uh, brevity, girl, brevity. So send me a text next time. It's about three sentences long, and that might be very helpful, and I can actually read it. But Shima from Madison is now in our system, uh, and she's been on the show before. She's sharp. So Shima, shorter texts. Like that one you sent me is, I want to say, copied and pasted out of the third chapter of War and Peace. Uh, Jason from Meridianville, uh, brand new on the text line. Glad you're listening, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, Brad from Limestone County. Um, another super long text. What is with the people the super long text today? <laughs> so he says, if I can read parts of it, Price Act is not a liberty act. You're still taking money from other citizens and giving it to people with school age. No, you're not. That no, Brad, you got it wrong. If you're 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 paying into the system, everybody pays into the system something. Sales taxes when you buy a loaf of bread goes to fund education. It's just the way our system is set up. But the people with kids, they're paying taxes. So they have a right to the use of their tax dollars. If you don't have kids, you're still paying taxes. It's part of what you're doing to build your state through the tax base. So it's not a, it's not a liberty question at all. There is a tax. <laughs> Shima just sent me an LOL. Thank you. <laughs> Love you, Shima. Just send me a shorter text next time. Um, so Brad from Limestone County, I'm only reading a portion of the super long text you sent me, but this is not socialism. This is the actual use of existing tax dollars for things that are actually anti-socialist. Socialists would say, nobody has a choice. Do what the government tells you. Here's where you'll go, no matter how bad it is. That's socialism. Uh, Marcus from Huntsville. How about when the public school system in Alabama hits the top 5% instead of the lowest 5%? Can we start to care more about what the state thinks about our children should be tested in private school? Marcus from Huntsville. Marcus, I anticipate that you're anti-school choice in general. Um, if we get to the highest 5%, we won't have to have this conversation anymore, will we? But we're not. So, Marcus, you can just keep it where it sits if you want to, but you'll still be wrong because doing the same thing over and over again still is that definition of insanity. Um, Paul from Coleman, I'm going back to him. Oh, my text screen just went out. Boomer, is yours down? This is too much fun. I can't lose my text now. Okay. <laughs> Dead gummit. I'm going to say Shima broke my texter. <laughs> That's back. All right. Paul from Coleman chimed back in. He goes, about school choice, my kids, two of them go to private school. He costs roughly 7000 I don't know. Okay. Your voice texting me, Paul, I think. He says he costs roughly 7000 apiece for them to go, and right now the school has full classrooms. Okay. Uh, I guess you're saying this would be helpful to you. Um, <laughs> Shima did apologize. She goes, I'm sorry, I cut and pasted my notes. I think she's telling me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. These text strings go on and on and on, boom. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to be able to finish it up. Let me just say this. If you're having that water cooler conversation tomorrow, like, for instance, I just had you know somebody a moment ago that texted in and, and, and took issue with the idea of testing. Um, I think that was Marcus from Huntsville. Here's the thing. If Marcus and, from Huntsville and I were having a water cooler conversation at the office tomorrow, I would have to back up and say, wait, 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 here's the bottom line. First of all, what do you believe? 
Do you believe that tax dollars are there to fund the system or that tax dollars for education are there to educate the child? The philosophical underpinnings of the entire discussion has to start with that. If you believe that the system is more important because we got to feed the system, we got to support all these buildings, we got to buy more school buses, we got to give teachers a raise, we've got to do this, we got to fund the, the education retirement system, we've got to. If you believe that we are looking at tax dollars that are slated for education by our Constitution, if you believe that they are more important to be funding the system over the rights of the parent to educate the child, then you automatically are at odds with the idea of school choice. At the same time, you have to ask yourself, when it comes to the education of a child, here's the other philosophical question. When it comes to the philosophical underpinnings of school choice, who is better to make a decision in the best interest of the child? The system or the parent or legal guardian of that child? Well, Phil, what if they have a bad home environment? No, 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 no. Don't go chasing rabbits. Stay with the topic at hand. In general, the premise is this. Do you or don't you believe that the parent is the best one to have a say for the child? If you don't believe that, then you don't believe in school choice. Do you or don't you next believe that education tax dollars, which already exist by law, by constitution, do you believe that they are best to fund the system or they are best to educate the child? If you believe in educating the child first and foremost, then you are more likely to believe in school choice. It's just it, how you answer those two philosophical questions will drive every bit of the discussion thereafter. And if you, if you can't get past those, if you, if you can't answer those two truthfully, then the rest of it about, well, testing and, well, this, that, and the other, that's all red herrings. That is absolutely a red herring. Well, it's about equity and testing. No, it's not. What do you believe is best for the child? A parent say or a system say? What do you believe is best for the tax dollars? Feeding the system or f educating the child? Those two questions drive everything. Everything. Period. Hey, Boomer, I see I got a caller on the line before I go any further. Let me grab that real quick. Is that Lee? Lee from Huntsville. How are you doing today? I'm great. Enjoying your show. Good. Thank you. <clears throat> with a with two retired teacher parents, sister who's a teacher here, brother in law teacher, Madison, uh, I do hear a lot about this. Um, but I, what I will tell you is I believe 100% is school choice okay. up front, as does. Uh, uh, as as does my sister, but what she would not admit that to anyone, but she does. <laughs> um, and she also doesn't believe in tenure. She believes if you're a great teacher, you're a great teacher. Yeah. Um, and she believes, you know, in, in the worth of great teachers because she's seen some that fail up, you yeah. know, in, yeah. in the system. The problem with Huntsville system is twofold, and the problem with this this suggestion's twofold. If you think about it, if the federal dollars are going to follow the students. <clears throat> and so federal dollars follow students if they stay in, say, Huntsville City Schools. Federal dollars follow the student if they go to a private school. How can you hold the teachers responsible in the public schools 
for test scores and testing, but not hold responsible teachers in private schools for test scores and testing. This federal money is going to have expectations with it, whatever that is. Well, um, and that's true. And, and so, the bill, the bill does though deal only with state funding. All right. So the so the it's only the it's only a portion okay. of the state funding that would travel with the child. Okay. Well, either way, look at the state funding, federal funding, however you look at it. Um, state funding. So how can you have expectations from the state, which they do for every teacher, uh, for public schools only and not, pri- not, not private or homeschool, or however you manage to educate your child? Yeah, here's, here's so the problem with that, though, Lee. Right now, if, if they care that deeply, then why aren't they pushing for it now? We have accredited private schools right now that don't have to go through state testing, and they're still allowed to function. So is it abuse of the child to allow these schools to perpetrate education without state testing? Is it, is, is it got to be attached to dollars? I think it's, I think, I, I truly think it's just a red herring. It's a, it's a poison pill argument is what they're I, trying to do. I, well, I, yeah, I don't disagree, but I'm saying that is going to be what they put forward. That is going to be the argument um, because you cannot, and I think it's hard to, to, to derail that argument because you're talking about um, holding some teachers accountable, but others not um, for the same child followed by the same dollars. So I don't know. Um, I'm just saying this is what they're this is what they're going to say, oh, yeah. and also with the DSEG order in the city of Huntsville, and how it has um, derailed or put a stick in the spokes of this this school system, it's just made it into an inner city school system so much faster. Even once we started fighting the DSEG order, which is crazy, I actually thought it was going to be a good thing, and it turned out to be just kicking a hornet's nest. But um, you're talking about schools like say. Um, when you start pulling kids out of, I don't know, just throw a school out there, say Grissom High School, you pull kids out of Grissom High School because you want to put them in private school because you've got just enough money that you can take it, take that money and possibly add to it some and send them to private school. You do that um, and quickly enough, even faster, because they're already kind of doing that, um, what do you call it, when they're going around the rim and getting ready to go down and go faster and faster and faster where you go down the drain? It's just going to speed that up. Yeah, so, this is a trigger of horse of going down the drain. But um, hey, and Lee, I'm, I'm up against a break here. What you got? Well, that's it. I'm just saying we're gonna you're gonna see it become an inner city school system that much faster. And and how can we prevent that as a city? Because we need in order to attract top talent and top companies, we don't need to have an inner city school system. Okay. All right, Lee. Appreciate you. Got her under a break. I'm hard on it. Um, good call. But. Uh, let me, Bruma, take us to the break right now. I just I ran that one long trying to give her a chance to finish her thought. But um, uh, so the bottom line is this, folks: there is room for improvement. Uh, anybody argue with that? And secondly, if you're all about the idea of testing has to be so important, well, then why aren't you about it now without the tax dollars? It, it, it must be something you philosophically care about, but yet only when the tax dollars are attached. Hmm. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. So Just Love Coffee Cafe, 
Two locations in our listening area, one on Hughes Road in Madison, the other on South Parkway in Huntsville. And, you know, I, I said on Friday, I was talking about the fact that they were doing a, uh, a fundraising opportunity for a, a local elementary PTA. Uh, I think it was Harvest Elementary School um, just the other day, Saturday. And, and I, what I love about Just Love Coffee Cafe is, yes, they have great coffee. Yes, they have an, a, a great menu. But they have, they have the desire to do more than just be coffee and food. Uh, they, they literally pride themselves on giving back to the community. And they also, by the way, and this is even on their website. I, I pulled it up to see it again. Uh, they say that coffee shops, in their opinion, occupy an important space in many of our lives because of their unique ability to fulfill so many of our needs, like socializing, studying, working, resting, and reading in an atmosphere that suits our taste and make us feel like we belong. Love that. That's exactly, and by the way, I've, 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 both these locations, Hughes Road in Madison, South Parkway in Huntsville, Just Love Coffee Cafes, um, I've been to both. And they, they literally feel like the kind of place where you can hang out. Like you, like you want to maybe bring your laptop with you and do some work while you're there or read a book or, you know, just occupy a table in the corner and talk to a friend for an hour. And that's what they design it for that. It's not like they're fast food, get them in, get them out. Just Love Coffee Cafe is really as much about the environment as anything else. So check them out. Two locations, Hughes Road in Madison, South Parkway in Huntsville. Just Love Coffee Cafe. And tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. Um, so I'll go to the text lines a few more. Boomer, this thing blew the text lines up. Uh, yes, it did. Uh, you, you're over there just talking. I know. I'm talking to a muted mic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I should know this. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, by the way, I'd only got a B plus from uh, John from Huntsville today. Oh, because he, you only got the two. I think he was. I thought he was giving me free reign to go without the third dipper, huh? and then he then he came back and just crushed me on the grade. So nah, anyway, whatever, man. God, John, hard. <laughs> uh, Brad from Limestone County says, when you take tax dollars from everyone and spend them on a subset of those taxpayers rather than something that benefits everyone, that's not liberty. I'm not sure where he's going here. Uh, if you have kids, that's the only subset we're looking at, period. Now, I will say this. If he's talking about Representative Terry Collins trying to amend the bill potentially to only be for certain people, then I would agree. You're not, you're not taking a liberty mindset. You're not looking at an across-the-board opportunity. But you're not taking anything from anybody, Brad. At all. These are dollars that are going to be spent anyway. All we're saying is, if they're going to be spent anyway, how about spending them in a better way? And so if the tax dollars exist, which they do, if the children exist, which they do, if education is a requirement according to our state constitution, which it is, then shouldn't we do it in the best possible way? There is no socialism at, in, at play here with funding education. The question is, how do you fund it? And if you fund it strictly from a purely government-driven, this is how you'll do it, like it or lump it, doesn't matter how good it is, then you're delving into socialism. But if you are saying that thing which we are going to have to do as required by our Constitution will be done in a manner that gives freedom of choice and freedom of movement and freedom of expression and the opportunity for a better way because the parents have a say in it as opposed to just the government, you're not... You're not you're not doing socialism then. Donna from Coleman says, I'm all for school choice, but how do you ensure teacher quality? They do it now. They do it now. Donna, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Man, the text lines are still blowing. I can't keep up, Boomer. All right, you guys, we'll do more tomorrow. Boomer and I back here tomorrow at 2. You guys have an amazing night. We'll see you then.